right, everyone, we'd like to welcome to the program a good friend of the SDGAs, Marietta native, and Ricky Powers' right-hand man, Joe Scavern. Thanks for joining, dude. What's new? Yeah, glad to glad to be on. Glad to talk to you. It's been a while. It has been. And, you know, what else has been a while? It's been the PGA Tour where the wait is finally over, and we get back underway this week at Colonial in Fort Worth. How fun is it going to be just to get back out there with everybody? It should be a, a major feel with all the anticipation. Yeah, it's the most excited I can remember about being back to work in quite a while. I mean, you know, there's always certain weeks you get a little bit more fired up for, but just getting on the plane today, I was just happy to be going to work and thankful for the opportunity to get back. Yeah, and during that shutdown, you've been in Arizona while Ricky's been down in Florida. Have you two been staying in communication at all? Is he calling you after a round to update you on you know, a swing thought or any sort of strategy behind when you guys would be back out there together? Um, we probably talked a handful of times and a couple of times were in the last week, you know, kind of check in on each other, but let him do his thing. And I know he's good. He knows I'm good. And if we need something, we'll kind of check in on each other, uh, talk to his swing coach a little bit, you know, just to kind of stay up on that stuff and then check in with him, but not too much um, as far as that goes. Um, like I said, we kind of give each other our space and, let each other do their do their thing. Yeah, we've talked about that before, kind of the hands-off approach to caddying. And I'm I'm just genuinely con- curious about this question. Does a caddy get rusty? I mean, have you asked any of your buddies to carry their bag and read their putts for a round just to sh- stay sharp here and there? It's funny you say that because they did a uh, they did a little event for the tour pros out at Whisper Rock where I play in Scottsdale last week. They did a little two-day event. I was joking around asking if anybody needed me to get the bag so I could knock off some of the rust, but uh, no, I didn't end up doing that. I, I think you do a little bit, you know, just, you know, for me, like I was playing a lot of golf so that you've got to get back into like Ricky's numbers and right back into everything that, you know, I'm always thinking about Ricky's game, not my game. So when I go play, I'm kind of like, wait, how far do I hit it again? And then, you know, now it's like, you got to kind of review stuff again and go back over and, you know, talk to him just, to, you know, on any club changes or things that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for, and um, should be able to get right back into it, you know, just like it's an off season and you took a little time off. Yeah. And do you think, you think everybody else is in that same boat? I mean, just maybe the yardages are going to be a little off and maybe some communication issues. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the flow of the communication, those first nine holes or that first round could be a little bit different than it normally is for guys. Um, I think some guys will get right back into it. Some guys it'll be a little bit different, you know, just because they can, you know, for three months, if they've been playing golf, they've been playing without a caddy. So, you know, going through that whole communication and what you normally do, getting right back to it might not be as easy. So, um, you know, I'm sure we'll focus on that a little bit more than we do during practice rounds, just to kind of get back into the routine of things to where by Thursday, we're kind of back into, you know, the rhythm of it more than anything for the player. I don't think for the caddy, it's real tough, but for the player, you just don't want to screw up their rhythm and their thought process that they've been using during this time while they've been playing. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it's probably a little easier with you and Ricky because you've actually known him since he was four years old. Um, you both grew up in Marietta where he, he actually played in your family's Valley Junior Golf Association tournament. Um, yes, correct. You know, given that you're eight years older than Ricky, how, how cool was it to basically watch him grow up and now be at his side while he's on tour and all the success that he's had? Yeah, it's been so much fun for me. I mean, it was it was fun for me, you know, that whole time as he became kind of a, 
you know, he went from a local guy to, you know, one or two player in the nation and then, you know, takes it the next step in college and, you know, is the best amateur in the world and all those things. And then since he's turned pro, getting to be a part of all of it and watching him grow as a person and a golfer and, you know, um, and not only his influence, you know, from his golf game, but just, you know, what he's done for the sport and uh, how popular he is and how many people like him and um, how many good things he's been able to do with charities and everything else. It's just been a lot of fun for me watching him grow up, you know, and him become, turn into a man and then to get to be a part of it, you know. Yeah, is it true that he was the only five-year-old that your mother ever allowed to play in the tournament? I know there's yeah, like was, an age, age cutoff. Nice, nice call there. It was, he was four and a half, and the, the, it was always five. And so <laughs> I always tell her she's one for one. So That's right. <laughs> she, she knew how to pick the right one to let in there. So. Yeah, good on her. So, you know, back to yourself a little bit. You were an All-American yourself at Laverne. Um, do you think that experience as a high-level golfer give you gives you a different perspective as a caddy or does being a good golfer not necessarily always correlate to being a good caddy? No, I think it definitely does. I think the biggest thing, that's why you see so many guys out here now that played college golf or mini tours, or even some of these guys played a year or two on tour or the web.com or wherever it was. And I, I just think that more than anything, the playing tournament golf and knowing how a guy feels in a situation Obviously, this is a way bigger level, but at the time when you're a junior golfer, that feels like the PGA Tour to you. You know, an AJG event feels like a major. And then, you know, you go to amateur golf and the big amateur events feel that way. And so those feelings run through you. It's just these guys are a different level of skill, um, different level of talent. And, you know, they're playing against way better competition, but they're also way better players. So it definitely relates, um, especially when you get to like, you know, if a guy's struggling um, or if a guy's really hot and no one wins, stay out of their way, and kind of that thought process you go through or just thinking about, you know, what you'd like to hear if things are going wrong or, you know, getting to know your guy and what he'd like to hear. But also, you know, lies and different things that you can learn, obviously not playing at a high level. You can learn how to interpret lies and do all those things. But I just think how hard golf is and the things that go through your mind and the negative thoughts as well that can go through your mind. I think it's important to understand that and the feelings that are going through in a big, big situation, big moment, trying to make a cut, trying to win a golf tournament. So I think you can kind of draw on those and have a little bit, you know, be able to use that to help you do your job better. Yeah, that all makes sense. And can you just give our listeners a rundown of standard tournament week prep? You know, we can be quick on Mm -hmm. this. We don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but say from a Monday of a tournament week, to the end of that first round what 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 are you doing yeah so that's changed a bit over the years just because we've played golf courses so much but so a standard week when we've been there a lot i'll usually fly in on a monday i used to be flying early monday I go walk the course do that if i get in early enough i'll go walk the course on monday if not i'll get that done on tuesday and for us a typical week now is nine holes and practice on a tuesday and then pro-am wednesday Um, and then for me, you know, before every round it's, I get there a couple hours before, um, we usually get the pin sheets the night before. So you're putting those in the green book and you're going over like the, the, we've seen most of the pins. So you kind of know where your leaves are. I have the notes from the old yard book, you know, when you walk the course, you're looking for any changes in the course, um, from there. And then kind of just reminding yourself of where leaves are, what, you know, what we've hit off the tees there in the past. And we'll go over that Tuesday and Wednesday and 
we want to play the hole the same way we have in the past or if we want to change it up. And you get out there and you go. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty straightforward. I'm sure there's some bumps along the road. Yeah. Um, so when, when you see that T-sheet, who are some of your favorite guys to be paired with as far as just fun and comfortability go for just both you and Ricky? Yeah, I'm excited about our pairing this week. They uh, they released, they haven't said what time yet. That'll probably come out tomorrow, but they released the featured groups, and we're playing with Jordan and Justin. So, um, oh, yeah. for me, I like both their caddies, get along with both of them really well. Rick gets along with them well. Um, so, that's a great group for us. Um, we get along with a lot of the guys out here. I get really excited if I see Cameron Smith or Mark Leishman on there as well because their caddies are my two best friends out here that I – that I uh, room with all the time. So it's always nice to get the same wave as your roomies, not being at the golf course at different times and, you know, get paired with them. That's always enjoyable, but there's a ton of guys that, you know, that it's really enjoyable to play with them and talk in between shots and, um, you know, healthy competition. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves Ricky and just getting to know you a little bit. seems like the, the conversation flows. So I'm sure you guys are, are a, a favorite for others to see on the tee sheet as well. So, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah. You know, hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had your buddy Bones at a SCJ Junior Golf Foundation dinner a few years back, and mm-hmm. he told this incredible story about how he had one quote-unquote veto per year, where basically mm-hmm. he could over overrule Phil when he was trying to do something ridiculous, like yep. hitting a three, three wood from a pot bunker during the open. Um, yep. Do, do you and Ricky have a similar working agreement? Have you ever really? No had a hard there's no veto in there there's no veto yeah. in there and i'll i'll press i'll press my opinion if i think he's doing something like that but it's always going to be up to him you know from there and uh usually we can get on the same page before he hits a shot it's it's rare that we're not on the same page and um but there's been times where we haven't been and you know that's part of the deal so but it's always up to them i'm just i'm here to give my opinion i'm not here to make the final decision that's up to him and he's got to feel good about it so make my case the best I can. And uh, then he goes from there and he makes a decision and, you know, whatever happens, happens. That makes sense. And for the record, Phil did not let him veto. He said that that the veto actually is only good in, in the United States. So just for the record, <laughs> yeah. just for the record, that didn't actually go down. Phil's always going to find a way to get his way. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let's just try something new here. This is the first for the podcast. We're going to do some quick hits. Um, you know the deal, okay. just a sentence or two for questions. So you ready? Okay. Yep. Other than the Masters, what is your favorite tour event each year? Phoenix Open. Which facility has the best post-round food spread? Augusta. Which course has the best clubhouse amenities? Oh, so I'm going to turn that into caddy amenities because I don't know which one would have the best clubhouse. Um, and that would be a toss-up between Charlotte and Augusta. What is your favorite tour stop city and why? So I'm going to go with one that's a little bit different than a lot of people would say. I really like Columbus, Ohio. I've become a big fan of there. I just think it's a really underrated town. Um, and the Dublin area has gotten really nice, so I'm high on that one. I've heard the same. i got to get out there. Favorite golfer other than Ricky or Tiger? to watch inside the ropes up and up close and personal. Ooh. I mean, there's a few guys. I think Rom's fun to watch cause he's got so many shots. Rory, when he's driving it, great is so much fun to watch. So I'd go with one of those two guys. 
Those are good choices. And last one, you can rattle off a few of these, but what are some of your favorite golf courses in Southern California? Southern California. Um, well, I'm partial to what used to be the SCGA course because I grew up there. Um, right. So, so that one's a big one for me. And then, um, man, I haven't gotten to play a lot of the great ones, believe it or not. So I'm trying to think off the top of my head, the ones I enjoy the most. I haven't played Palma Valley since the redo, but I really liked it when I played it. Um, I thought Rancho Santa Fe was very good when I played it. Um, I like the Grand Del Mar when I've played it since they redid that and renamed it, you know, how many ever years back. So those are the ones that come to the top of my head. I really enjoyed playing Oak Valley a lot. I played there a lot, and I always thought that was an enjoyable golf course as well. Those are some under under the radar picks right there. That's good. I yeah. Like that. Well, I haven't played a lot of the big name ones, so I can't really say L.A. Country Club or Riviera. I haven't played it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, and I'll I'll leave you with this, non golf related. But uh, how you feeling about the Chargers this year? I honestly don't think they could have had a better off season. Besides, completely besides agree. Besides completely Phil's agree with you. Other than my favorite player of all time being gone, but I think the roster is good enough to make a playoff run. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I live a few miles down from the new stadium. I actually have season tickets this year, so I'm just praying. Oh, nice. I can, I can pray and I can get inside and see a game this year. So. Oh, nice. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. You want to come to a game? I got two tickets, one with your name on it. I, I'll pay you back. Right. For this. Sounds good. I'll I'm pay you back you for those waste management open tickets a few years back. <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. All right. Yeah, and I think that does it. So, Joe, again, thanks so much for the time. All the best to you. Stay safe, and we'll be pulling for you guys as usual. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk soon.